Luke 16, 16. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presseth into it. Matthew eleven twelve. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. The invisible kingdom of God is a supernatural place that one must press into, that one must take by violence. The natural mind must be violated. Jesus speaks of the invisible kingdom in Luke 17, 20 and 21. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. The journey into the invisible kingdom begins at salvation, where we repent of our sins and believe upon the virgin-born Messiah, who walked the earth teaching the message of salvation and performing out-of-this-world miracles, who was then crucified and resurrected the third day. In all instances mentioned, the carnal, rational mind was violated. This marvelous process that begins as born again continues as we grow and develop in Christ, continually pressing past the natural into the supernatural. When one stops pressing in, spiritual stagnancy develops and the joy of salvation diminishes or even disappears. We are expected to function in verses like Mark 11:22 through 24, and Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. John chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. To function here, the natural mind must be violated. The kingdom of God is taken by force. As we press deeper into the invisible kingdom of God, the more glorious our salvation becomes. Have you been born again? Are you ready to begin your journey into the invisible kingdom? Are you ready to have all your sin and shame erased? Would you like to start all over again? You can do it now. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said Genesis chapter 5 verse 3, And Adam lived in 130 years, and begat a son in his own likeness after his image, and called his name Seth. God said Genesis 5 6, And Seth lived 105 years and begat Enos. God said Genesis 5 9, And Enos lived 90 years and begat Canaan. God said Exodus 20 verse 11, For in six days... The Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. 
Man said, out of nowhere and from nothing, a big bang occurred by pure chance, and over billions of years, the marvels and balance of all creation and its universe simply evolved. Now the record. On the most regular basis, the day's latest discoveries holler young earth. Many in the religious ranks, in an effort to sanitize evolution, flippantly assert that the age of the earth is not important to a Christian. The more studious among them have developed a doctrinal workaround to handle the contradiction between their old age universe and the obvious childlike reading of the Bible, which surely reports an earth just over 6,000 years of age and the universe at large being slightly younger. Today's God said, man said subject will demonstrate a young earth from the field of genetic biology. These initial paragraphs are from the God said, man said feature, Dumb and Dumber and 6,000 Years. According to research conducted by Barna, 84% of the U.S. claims to be Christian, but only 38% would confirm the statement that says, the Bible is totally accurate in all of the principles it teaches. Why all the doubt concerning biblical inerrancy? Is this doubt a result of diligent search? Or is it a product of the drip, drip, drip of false science and limp-wristed ministers of unbelief? One of the most ridiculed and maligned teachings of the Bible is the concept of a 6,000-year-old earth. Among confessing Christians, doubt abounds here. But why? Has science proved, not theorized, but proved the earth and its universe to be billions of years old? The short answer is no. Instead, there are over 100 scientific measurements that declare a young earth. God said, man said, has published over 50 features that certify a young earth that fit the parameters of God's word. Truly, there should be no doubt concerning this matter. It was 1656 years from the day Adam opened his eyes until the flood in the days of Noah. We know that by the genealogical line laid out in the word of God. Genesis chapter 5, 3 through 6. And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were eight hundred years and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred and thirty years and he died. And Seth lived a hundred and five years and begat Enos. And of course, it's etc., etc. as these genealogical records continue. Adding the genealogical spans from Adam to Noah registers the date of the flood. From Adam to Christ, the scriptures lay out redundant chronological indicators dating the age of the earth. These include genealogies, direct markers such as the years Israel spent in Egypt, the reigns of kings, and so on. Is the Bible true? Is the earth truly only 6,000 years old? Does extra-biblical information confirm it? In the September 2012 issue of Acts and Facts, science writer Brian Thomas wrote concerning the age of man and the earth under the title, A Recent Explosion of Human Diversity. Several paragraphs follow. Everyone should know that the cosmos was created. It also stands to reason that those who listen to Moses and the prophets, as Jesus said, should be able to see more specific evidence of biblical creation, including scientific discoveries. One such evidence is human genetic diversity, which leaves evolutionary history in a quagmire while confirming a straightforward interpretation of Genesis. 
The research team investigated the amount of diversity among today's human genes and how long it took to reach the current amount of diversity. They concluded that human genes diversified recently. The author wrote, The maximum likelihood time for accelerated growth was 5,115 years ago. This is a tiny fraction, uh, two-tenths of a percent, of the 2.4 million years of humanity that evolutionists suppose. The explosion of human genetic diversity has occurred in parallel with and because of human population growth. With each new person comes another opportunity for DNA differences to arise, either by design genetic shuffling processes or mutations. For example, if the evolutionary timeline is true, then human population growth and genetic diversity were miraculously unchanged for a few million years before suddenly exploding in just the last few thousand years. What are the odds that every married couple would have had almost exactly two offspring, just enough to replace the parents, survive into the next generation for over two million years or 100,000 straight generations? In addition, where are all the human remains that should litter the planet after having been peopled for so long? In short, why does the human genetic diversity data fit so well with biblical creation? Evolutionary theory provides no real answer to what caused the radical bottleneck in the worldwide human population at that time, whereas the Bible teaches that it was Noah's flood. These, uh, this genetics uh, study confirms Moses and the prophets. Both science and scripture show that humans have multiplied and diversified within the past 5,100 years. End of quote. The headline in the December 29, 2012 issue of Science News reads, Human Diversity's Recent Explosion. The subhead reads, Most genetic variation came about in the last 5,000 years. End of quote. The more science looks into the invisible, the more they the facts, they just simply shout yes to God's holy Bible. Keep in mind that God is invisible and he created all out of that which is invisible. Now consider this headline from the May 2013 issue of Acts and Facts, and the title is, Is Mankind Getting Dumber? Several paragraphs written by science writer Brian Thomas follow. Do today's children have lower IQs than yesterday's? Yes, according to measurements of intellectual and emotional strength gathered from different countries and contexts. The results show the same basic decline and resist the notion that public or other forms of education are to blame. Could the cause instead lie within? Stanford University professor Gerald Crabtree thinks so. He published a pair of essays in the journal's Trends in Genetics, citing new discoveries that show why the human intellect is surprisingly fragile. This biblical, creation-friendly notion didn't sit well with the authors of a rebuttal paper who countered that the human intellect is robust. What lies at the heart of this disagreement? Bad science or bad assumptions? Crabtree identified two fundamental processes as the main culprits. The first, human intelligence uses neurons, and these cells can only function properly if their genes stay in top shape. Second, these genes are susceptible to degradation. This loss of organization occurs continually as mutations slowly, irreversibly garble genes, and the resulting errors pile up and are not corrected. 
Each new generation accrues about 60 new mutations to the gene-coding DNA regions of the human genome. Crabtree applied this rate to calculate that every 20 to 50 generations, we should sustain a mutation in one copy of our many ID genes. As a result, in the past 3,000 years then, each of us should have accumulated, at the very least, 2.5 to 6 mutations in ID genes. Accordingly, the human intellect perhaps reached a peak 2,000 to 6,000 years ago. This appears to confirm three lessons that can be drawn from the Bible. First, Adam and Eve's brains were originally very good. Second, we had our best brains about 6,000 years ago. And third, humanity has suffered genetic degradation since then under the curse. End of quotes. The headline in the November 2014 feature of Acts and Facts, written by Jeffrey Tompkins, who holds his Ph.D. in genetics from Clemson University, reads, Genetic entropy points to a young earth. The bulk of the feature follows. One of the most important finds in recent years came from modeling the accumulation of mutations, genetic code errors, in the human genome over time using computer simulations. Researchers found that this buildup of mutations can only reach a certain level before the genome completely deteriorates and humans go extinct. This process of degradation called genetic entropy fits perfectly with a recent creation of six to 10,000 years ago. Two recent research studies performed by secular scientists support genetic entropy. Their data were based on rare, a single nucleotide vari- variation observed in the protein-coding regions of the human genome. Over 80% of this variation was associated with genetic entropy exhibited by heritable diseases. Because protein-coding regions are less tolerant of mutation than other parts of the genome, these regions give more reliable historical genetic information. When scientists typically evaluate human genetic history, they incorporate hypothetical deep time scales taken from evolutionary paleontology to calibrate their models of DNA change over time. In other words, they assume millions of years and literally build deep time into their models. In contrast, these new studies use demographic models of human populations over known historical time and geographical space. The resulting data showed a very recent massive burst of human genetic diversification, mostly associated with genetic entropy. One author stated, The maximum likelihood time for accelerated growth was 5,115 years ago. This places the beginning of the period of genetic decline close to the Genesis flood, when the earth began its repopulation through Noah's family and humans rapidly diversified. Amazingly, this recent explosion of human genome variation, mostly associated with genetic entropy, also fits the same pattern of human life expectancy rapidly declining after the flood as recorded in the Bible. One more key piece of genetic data demonstrating a recent creation comes from ICR scientist Dr. Nathaniel Jensen, who examined the mutation rates of DNA in the cells of mitochondria. The mitochondria is a small organella that resides outside the cell's nucleus. Mitochondria contains its own DNA molecule separated from a creature's main genome. Mitochondrial DNA is typically inherited from the creature's mother 
and its mutation rates can accurately be measured to produce a molecular genetic clock. By comparing rates in a few very different animals, Dr. Jensen demonstrated that a creation of not more than 10,000 years ago is confirmed by these genetic clocks. The results of these genetic studies fits perfectly with the predictions of a young Earth creation time frame, but make no sense when millions of years are added to the mix, the clock simply cannot have been ticking that long. In the case of humans, Adam and Eve were originally created with perfect, error-free genomes, no mutations present. Then sin entered the world and the whole creation became cursed. The human genome has essentially been on a downhill slide ever since. We are not gradually evolving better genomes. Instead, the recently measured degradation patterns and rates clearly match the biblical model and time frame. End of quote. The headline in the article published by NIA, NIH Gov, and recently brought to the attention of God said, man said by a servant of the Lord reads, life expectancy of the human race. Most of this short feature follows. Today we know the average person, if unimpacted by serious physical trauma and or diseases, will live for about 90 years. The cause of death for such a person is usually listed as old age, i.e. senescence. In biological terms, such a death is the result of the gradual loss of genetic information over time. Once the loss and corruption of a person's DNA reaches a critical mass, the person dies. Scientists are now asking a more strategic question. What is the life expectancy of the human race given the negative cumulative impact of mutations, replication errors? This is a reasonable question because mutations, replications errors are accumulating in the human population as a whole and are then being passed from one generation to the next. How many generations of humans can be produced before the collective human genome wears out? To answer this vital strategic question, a team of geneticists has compared DNA sequences and succeeding generations of Icelanders. These geneticists found that children in Iceland have an average of 63.2 mutations, replication errors, that are de novo. De novo means neither possessed nor transmitted by the biological parents. Mutation experts Alexei Kondrasov reviewed this Icelandic study and agreed with the findings of the authors. He also suggests that the accumulation of mutations, replication errors in the human population is causing an increase in genetic disorders such as color blindness and schizophrenia and autism. Kondrashov writes, plainly, human DNA sequence quality is relentlessly worsening. Based on the Icelandic study, if we assume the first generation of humanity had no or zero errors in their DNA, then on average, the members of the second generation would have about 60 mutation replication errors in their DNA, and members of the 200th human generation, about 4,000 years later, would have an average of 12,000 mutation replication errors in their DNA. Members of the human race now average about 18,000 mutations, uh, replications errors in their DNA. It is estimated that when members of the human race reach an average of 21,000 mutations, replication errors in their DNA, the human race will be at critical mass and will no longer be able to procreate, reproduce at survivable levels and will quickly go extinct. End of quotes.
Harmful mutations and replication errors are occurring at a rate of 3,000 per 1,000 years. When the number reaches 21,000, which the writer calls critical mass, life as we know it is over. Stem to stern, mankind will have existed for 7,000 years. If much of evangelical Christianity is reading the scriptures correctly, the return of Jesus Christ in the clouds to receive his church unto himself is very close, and shortly after follows the battle of Armageddon. After Armageddon, Jesus Christ sets up his 1,000-year reign upon the earth. 6,000 plus 1,000 equals 7,000. Is science once again knocking at the door? God's word is true and righteous altogether. Build your life on the unchanging Word of God. God said, Genesis chapter 5, verse 3, And Adam lived a hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. God said, Genesis 5, 6, And Seth lived a hundred and five years and begat Enos. God said, Genesis 5, 9, And Enos lived ninety years and begat Canaan. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Man said, Out of nowhere and from nothing, a big bang occurred by pure chance and over billions of years. The marvels and balance of all creation and its universe simply evolved. Now you have the record.